Hey guys, before we jump in, I want to invite you to follow me on socials. You can follow me on Twitter at what I will say pod, on Instagram at what I will say, also on TikTok at what I will say, and of course, what I will say.tumblr.com will take you to my blog where you can keep up with my day to day pop culture takes. If you want to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. Just search what I will say to access hours upon hours of bonus content, our secret community Discord, and so much more. Or if the Patreon is not for you, you can give us a five star rating and a good review, or even just tell a friend about the show. All of those things help us out a lot. Thanks, guys. Enjoy the show. Now, let me ask you this. If you mm-hmm. are like dating casually, like dating casually someone, casually yeah. dating someone, even as they yeah. might say, as the kids say, if they, if they, if they wanted to end it, would you rather them just like ghost you or break it off? And well, first answer that. Um, well, you mean like casual, casual, right? Cause like, if we're like dating, if you just ghost, I'd be like, that's fucked up. I feel like. Yeah. But if it just kind of falls off, like the communication just stops and it's like kind of mutual, that's a bit different. But if I'm like texting you, like, hey, like, like what the fuck? And you don't answer, that's fucked up. You know what I mean? Like, that's yeah, my I, opinion. Yeah. Now, okay, let's say they're going to break it off. Would you rather them do it via text or over the phone or in person? Okay, honestly. Through text, like I don't know yes, why people thank always you. Have this, right, like people are like, oh, it's so fucked up to break up with someone through text, and I'm like, I would rather you break up with me through okay, text. Okay, I like, mean, in person, like, like real. Okay, I mean, if you've been like in a couple of years in a relationship or something, then that's a different story. But if it's like, you know, I mean, you you've know, been on a few it, dates. Like, I feel like if if you have not, I feel like if you're like girlfriends or something, then yeah, you need to like talk it out like you know but if you have just been on a few dates i think do it over text right i mean even if you're dating i honestly wouldn't care if you do it through text if it's not i mean if we're talking like a serious serious relationship i feel like that's a bit different but like okay i feel like that's interesting because i feel like once you're like committed to each other yeah you have to talk about it maybe over the phone although i think probably more i mean i yeah 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 okay texting is easy though that's the thing like i've always been like oh yeah just do it over text i think it depends but like if you were like okay if you're in a relationship you can't just randomly one day be like actually i'm breaking up with you through text like that's crazy like that's like really rude Mm-hmm. But if you've been like fighting and fighting and fighting, and then like eventually like that fight is through text or something, and they end it there, I feel like that's kind of valid. Like, or if it's like, I mean, okay, of let's cool off, like let's take our space, and you don't talk for a while, and then they text you, and they're like, honestly, like I kind of end, like that's kind of fine. Like, I, I like I don't really care, you know. I but, mean, it does depend yeah. situation to situation, of course. Yeah, but I do think ghosting is fucked up, but breaking up over text, it really isn't depending of course on each situation like i'd yeah. almost rather because if i'm gonna go cry i don't want to do it in front of you right well, like that's what i'm thinking right like that's why i would rather be through text because if i'm gonna get upset like you don't need to see it that's embarrassing like and i'm an ugly crier you know what i love to do via text yeah just write a real long essay oh same it used to be like my favorite pastime now if someone does that to me like, oh, I'm not looking at that. But like, <laughs> I used to be that person. To, like, oh everyone. yeah. Like, I, I used to too. 
long ass novels. Like, why anyone put up with that? I don't fucking know. Because like, we have to analyze every bit yeah. of our relationship. I'm gonna write a fucking literally, thesis. Literally, because if someone did that for me now, I would be like, I'm not looking at that for at least 12 hours. <laughs> and when I do, I'm gonna probably be like, Oh my god, I'm sorry. I was like so busy, which is usually true, but also like I was like using that sort of as an excuse. I'd be like, Yeah, I like okay, I'll I'll reply to this later, and then like it will take, and then I'll just change the subject because like I just cannot. I just cannot deal with like super long text like just call me just send a voice note like something please Um, anyway yeah speaking of casual dating let's talk about what i actually think is the best gayler ship and Mm, that is huffler oh the best yeah no no it is it it is in a certain definition right so in terms of Gaylor ships, so I got this question on the blog. It's on the Huffler tag, which I it's spelled H-O-U-G-H-L-O-R. Ugly. I, I know, but what are you going to call them? You can't, there's too many. No, there's already know. 17 jailers. Tulianne, you're not going to, come on. Like, Huffler's yeah, kind of cute. It sounds like a car part. Huffler does, sounds like yeah, a part Huffler. of a car, like a mechanical, right? Yeah, I think it's kind of yeah, cute. Yeah, yeah, it does. Um, <laughs> And also nobody talks about it but us, so we get to... Yeah, uh, that's also true. Somebody asked, like, which Gaylor or Fling, like, relationship or Fling is the most likely to have happened. And this person was asking about Tilly. They were asking, you know, Sufkron makes sense. Like, what's the deal? (laughs) Oh, yeah. Trigger warning. (laughs) Trigger warning for everyone except us and five people. (laughs) Yeah. But to me... And this might, this, you know, is fluid, but I think about Gaylor ships in terms of a few things. I came up with five different things that you kind of need to check off to talk about a Gaylor ship. So for Mm, me, you have obvious fruitiness of the other woman. I mean, to me, I mean, at this point, yes, it is an assumption. Yes, we don't know for sure. But I'm just in this episode, in this space, can we please just operate under the assumption that Taylor is queer? Hide in the closet. Gay pride makes I mean, me yeah. blah blah blah. You guys get it. We don't know for I mean, sure. We really we usually do on here. We yeah. just kind of have to operate under that assumption, right? That's the point of a gayler blog and podcast. I don't know. I've just been getting some anons lately that are like, "How do you know?" <laughs> like, anyway. So to me, you got to look at obvious fruitiness of the other woman. You, you, some some kind of weird public interactions going on between Taylor and the 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 woman. Mm-hmm. Um, apparent references in Taylor's music. And then it also really helps if Taylor has like an obvious fake boyfriend at, in the time that kind of ties back to those references that come back in Taylor's music and just ties back to her public persona at the time where she's alleged to be with this woman. And then of course, BTST and info and gossip that we hear from friends in the industry, which guys, it's just gossip, grain of salt. Like we don't know it for sure, but it certainly adds up. And the one ship that really just crushes all these marks for me is Huffler, Taylor Swift, and Julianne Huff. The one that no one ever talks about. Well, isn't that how it is, though? I mean, I it feel like yeah. mm-hmm. the most interesting I stuff sort of hides in pl- plain sight and people... Fully agree. I honestly think the only um, ship that, like, Gaylers talk about that could be real is Swift Run because, like, the other ones... I feel like they're just overlooking because they have this like, and I think the only reason for that is because of Wonderland. Like if she didn't do that, I don't think anyone would have picked up on it and started looking into the other stuff and being like, wait, there's this and there's this, there's this, there's this. Like without that song, like I don't think that people would have made the connection. So like 
but it is similar to all the other rumored ones that I think maybe there was actually something there. They all operate very, very similarly, whereas like the ones that um, get talked about the most besides the front are obviously Kaler and Hey Emily, which I don't really think either of those seems that likely to have happened. I mean, maybe something, but not a full like, I wouldn't bet any money on those two. And those are the ones that everyone else seems to be the most confident in, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. like, let's, I want to, like, go down the list for this. So, obvious fruitiness. I mean, Julian mm-hmm. Hoff is literally out as queer, which is exciting. Right. We don't, we're not always talking about out people. I mean, we are in some episodes, but, you know, when we talk about Taylor, we're not always talking about out people. Julian yeah. Hoff came out in 2019, the summer of 2019, at the very end of July, I think, or the beginning of August, which is really interesting because everybody thought Taylor was going to come out and some people say that Julianne came out because it would be like it was the plan was she would come out and then they would say, oh, yeah, we dated back in the day, you know, real briefly. And it would kind of lend legitimacy to Taylor's coming out. Now, that's just a crack theory. I mean, I really I think I've read that from like Kaler blogs. Like it's not. Yeah, like, to be fair, value, they, they, were, they did say that like there was a little bit of talk, but it just wasn't one that anyone was like really very. Right. But we have no really reason about. That, that that is more that is not like tea we've heard from mine oh, no, that is a no. theory but it's it's a fair enough theory right. that because like surely you know that's I mean, just the only time i ever heard any of them talk about it you know right so it's kind of interesting but yeah first of all wait let me go ahead and say we don't stand julian she did blackface in 2013 it was really fucked up she did apologize for it but that's like no excuse so we're not right. here to like elevate her don't go follow her on instagram don't go follow her on twitter like we're talking about her because she's part of Taylor's life and we heard good tea on it, but, and it is a gayler ship, but like, we're not standing this woman. Uh, Julianne and her husband are both gay and she gave this interview to women's health, I think. And she said, I told him, you know, I'm not straight. Right. And he was like, I'm sorry, what? And I was like, I'm not, but I chose to be, but I choose to be with you. I think there's a safety with my husband now that I'm unpacking all of this. There's no fear of voicing things that I'm been af- that I've been afraid to admit or that I've had shame or guilt about because of what I've been told or how I was raised. She told People magazine that she embraced herself after coming out about uh, by, about after opening up about being not straight in August of 2019, I've never felt more like a woman in my life, and I've always been the girl next door, an all-American sweetheart. That's a version and a part of me, but it's not all of who I am, and I didn't even know that about me. So the last few years have been about me picking up all the parts of who I am and the parts I've suppressed over probably 25 years. So that's really interesting about Julianne. So if you want to talk about other Gaylor girls, Lily... Is really close to being out, but not quite. If you go over to Tilly Nation, there is like a lot about sort of what she's commented on publicly. I mean, she was like, I have a crush on Rihanna. I want to be with Rihanna. And then she and Rihanna were like making out in public. So she has commented about her attraction to women and stuff, but she's never explicitly said, like, I am not straight, like Julianne did. She also doesn't talk, to be fair, Lily. Like, Lily, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, no, she doesn't. She's like, yeah. She's like stuff on Instagram. She posts, you know, the fruit emojis as if, oh, I'm fruity. She's like stuff about being queer on Instagram. So, like, there's a lot there. It's all on Tilly Nation. Um, Diana, you know, is... Uh, <laughs> Our girl. Uh, there's a lot there. You got Shirtgate. You got a lot of almost Pride posts. Much. You got a lot of... Almost too much. You got a lot of marriage equality posts. 
You've got, you know, I use my personal experiences to help me play this bisexual role. I, you know, uh, there's all a lot going on there. And behavior from that one. <laughs> all, all sorts of weird stuff going on there, but she's never explicitly, she's talked about figuring out her sexuality, which is not something straight people do, but she has never explicitly come out. Carly uh, has Freaking a baby there. with a man, but could be, you know, something other than straight. Um, she has called herself an ally, but as we said, that, you know, people can say all sorts of things to try and obfuscate what their true sexuality is. So we don't know for sure. Um, but she's certainly not out, whatever she is. And Emily Poe is a Republican, like, <laughs> um, lawyer in Indiana or some <laughs> shit and probably voted for Trump. So, oh, like, well, this is definitely. Come on, guys. Like, not, not with <laughs> the tail. Do better. <laughs> um, do better. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, Julianne, out. So that's mark number one for, you know, the five things I like to talk about. You get to mark number two, weird public moments together. We're going to talk about this when we get into the timeline, but Julianne and Taylor certainly had some weird public interactions. They were seen, like, hanging out a lot. And there's this funny moment at Katy Perry's birthday party. Uh, we'll talk about that. And And of course, I mean you guys i mean you'd have to listen to our other episodes right but weird public moments together i mean with kaylor you have all this weird shit where they're all over each other and who knows what that means with sufran you've got at date me and you know the tim tebow love triangle and 143 remember those days and taylor copying diana's music videos and writing wonderland i mean there's so much there right weird public moments together for tilly you've got taylor running away apparently with lily as far as like she's in the background of her snapchat stories in like early 2017 lily's all over her at you know, in November, um, at Thanksgiving, um, you've got, uh, you know, look at my Uber driver. She's so pretty. And Taylor's there with her daddy energy driving Lily around. So like there's stuff there. Apparent references in Taylor's music. Of course, this is the lightest one for Huffler, but they are there. And then, you know, I mean, with Swift Grand, Taylor, Tilly, all of that, you can go on and on, uh, forever so those hit the marks as well so for point four you have like an obvious fake guy in the mix and for me that's taylor lautner it's also actually john mayer because he came along after taylor lautner and john and taylor are the two guys i'm most certain of being fake and you just have to take my word for that which you don't have i mean you don't have to you don't have to believe everything i say that's not a requirement of listening to this podcast so if you don't want to believe that that's fine but um that is what i believe and of course, Taylor Lott- controversial opinion is that John Mayer's fake. I know. Well, and that Kaylor's fake. So, you know, true. Um, but that's not controversial with Swifties. So. Well, no, but we don't fit in with anybody. Um, so but Taylor Lautner. I mean, forget John Mayer. Taylor Lautner definitely reads as fake. They've got this obvious goal of promoting their movie together, and she does tie back to December to him. And he even said that song is about me. Uh, because of Leah Michelle, she asked him. She was like, oh, "Taylor, didn't she write a song about you?" Which is just bonkers. This is in 2015 or 2016. They're doing promo for Swing- Scream Queen season two, and it is just bonkers that she did that publicly. And he looks very uncomfortable, and he says, "Like, yeah, it's called Back to December." So he, mm-hmm. you know, this song is supposed to be about him, and I just do not believe they dated. I really, really do not believe that. Um, and of course. There is Hollywood gossip suggesting that Huffler was real. If you go to the Huffler Tea Party episode on the Patreon, we go into more detail on that. But yeah, it checks out to me. 
I heard some good gossip on it. And of course, grain of salt, it is just gossip, but it works for me. So like Swift Run hits a lot of these boxes, but there's no good gossip on it that I've found myself. And by that, I mean, I haven't talked to an individual that I've vetted and verified that has good Swift Run gossip. Of course, there's unverified gossip about Swift Run all over the place. And just roll over to Karina uh, McKenzie or whatever her name is, her Twitter. And she's got, you know, 1989's about Diana Agron. Tilly hits most of these boxes, but Joe kind of lines up as a real boyfriend. So point four doesn't add up with with an obvious fake guy that you can tie back to the the music or to that time in Taylor's life. Of course, my solution is Taylor was just dating both of them casually for a while because some people do that. Not, you know, it's not that crazy, but... Even Kaler does hit a lot of these boxes. You've got the Daisy references. You've got all these weird public moments between them. You've got Taylor sitting in Carly's lap and them hanging out all the time. But, of course, Joshley seems so very real. Carly has identified herself as an ally. And now she's got a baby with Josh to show for it. And, of course, we got we have gotten a lot of Taven was real information from people behind the scenes as well, which would also interfere with Kaler. So for me, Huffler actually lines up. You've got an out woman that had this weird little flingy friendship with Taylor for a while. And we are going to talk about that. And it's it's not my favorite Gaylor ship because Julianne kind of sucks. Obviously, Swiftcron is my favorite with a Tilly being a close second. But to me, it is the most real. So <clears throat> Taylor and Julianne meet probably, I want to say, Christmas of 2008 maybe before that because they're both on the country scene but taylor and julian and kelly pickler uh hosted 2008 cma fest which is a country music festival in nashville and they did this cute little photo shoot and taylor's like driving them around in a boat and she brags about having her boating license. And Taylor's actually driving the boat during the photo shoot. And Kelly is, like, jumping on the the hood of the boat, I guess you could say. Because it's, it's, like, obviously a boat's not a car, but it, it has, like, a front and, like, a windshield. It's, like, kind of an old-fashioned-looking boat. And then, mm-hmm. I don't know, Julian's just in the back, like, oh, she's, like, grabbing Kelly, trying to keep her in the boat. And Taylor's like, y'all, I'm trying to keep y'all safe now! You know, like, all country Taylor. It's really cute. <laughs> And Taylor, of course, is, like, bragging about her boating license, and she's definitely, like, showing off, driving the boat around super fast, and it's really funny. And she says to Julian, she was, like, um, she was surprised. She was, like, oh, I'm so, so, so surprised that you sang country music. And which almost feels like kind of a neg, because... <laughs> a little bit. Like, Julian's a dancer, and I've listened to her music. It's not really do... It's It's just country music. I don't know. She actually... A couple of her first singles, like raced up the charts because i think people just liked her really? yeah i mean i think she probably had good management and she was going into it already as talent right she already had her tv deals yeah. she was on dancing with the stars and stuff so like she's a very attractive person and they were like let's get her to the top probably kind of deal but she doesn't write any of her music so there's no like lyrical analysis to do i i looked i listened to her whole album um i've never but, heard of any songs by her i don't think yeah there's nothing you would know i mean there's nothing really famous, but Taylor says she was surprised that Julianne sang country music. And she said, I saw you at a Christmas, a party at Christmas and was starstruck. And so I assume they met, this is in 2008 fall or perhaps that summer. So I assume they met in like Christmas of 2007 or at least started to run into each other around those parts. 
Uh, and they're like talking about each other. They're giving this interview. And Taylor says, because if you stress everything, you'll go crazy and you have to make fun of yourself. And Julianne is good because she just laughs at everything. And I just know Taylor Swift because sometimes I feel like we're like mirrors of each other in some way. And I just know she loves a slutty laugh, which because I love a slutty laugh. Like somebody who laughs easily. I'm like crazy about that. Slutty laugh. Like you laugh easily. You know what I mean? You just uh... laugh with everybody. Any joke you laugh at, you know? slutty okay right i feel like i laugh at everything yeah you do that's why we're best friends (laughs) see yep and then kelly says and and about julia and kelly says and she has the most rocking body and taylor's just like dude because julian does have a really nice body and so that's like the first content we get now they don't really start hanging out until like 2009 october to january of 2010 and the big Huffler moment is Taylor and Julian paint each other up for Katy Perry's birthday party. And they write each other's initials. They're wearing these white clothes. Taylor's got a white dress on. You guys have all seen the pictures. Taylor's got a white dress on. Julian's got white pants and white shirt on. It's Katy Perry's paint party. And Julian has blue handprints on her boobs. And Taylor has written T.S. on Julian's thighs and Julian has written J.H. on Taylor's like torso. And Taylor's just towering over her in these heels and they're linking arms and they absolutely do look like they are on a date together. And I'm going to share something like what we have heard about Katy Perry is that she hangs out with gay people a lot. Like her parties, her events are very Woolawa circled. So this happening at Katie's party is even funnier to me, right? Yeah. So the other thing about the party is there are pictures from later in the night that have caught the right angle. And you can see there is blue paint on Taylor's hands. So the blue handprints on Julianne's boobs could be, I think they're Taylor's handprints. She's got blue paint on her hands. I think she was her date that night. And there we've caught her blue handed as I believe James is the one who found that. Uh, but, um... Yeah, so those photos are on the Huffler tag on the blog, and shout out to James for finding those blue-handed pics. Taylor tweets, gushing about the party. She says, at Katy Perry knows how to throw a birthday party. I would even, I would go even as far as to say it was party-licious, which I just know Julian laughed at. <laughs> a bad joke. And Taylor says, best ever, happy B-Day, pretty girl. And Julian tweets back at Taylor... Who, by the way, Taylor has not tagged Julianne in this. Julianne's just thirsty. And she tweets at Taylor about the party at Taylor Swift. Yay, I had so much fun with you tonight at Katy Perry's birthday party. You rock. And I will always save you. And then she is still tweeting. And she says, haha, I know my picks from tonight are unreal. We have to have a Nashville throwdown the way Katy Perry did it tonight. And... (laughs) I'm just giggling because it's so obvious. Like anytime a pretty blonde starts tweeting at Taylor Swift about how much fun she's having with her and how they have fun parties together and kissing this cat and all of that, you just know, you know, you just know. Okay, wait, just like, let me pepper in here for a second. The fact that she never once replied to any of Diana's tweets. <laughs> well, I don't think Taylor was on Twitter that much at the time. She did post about it's her funny. on Instagram. Okay, she was well, like, Diana was just a thirsty baby. She was always like, oh my God. You look so good in the hat, so beautiful, so classy, so wonderful. Having so much fun with you, Taylor's like red at. I can't stop laughing. I can't stop. She's like, 
Who are you? <laughs> no, don't say that. She wrote Wonderland for her. A couple days later, just two days later, Taylor and Selena have dinner and Julianne crashes. And she tweets at Taylor and she says, at Selena Gomez, at Taylor Swift, thanks for letting us crash your dinner. Funny running into you two. Have fun. And remember, 20 dot dot smiley face. And I don't know what that means, but I, I guess. Remember when celebs used to just like tweet like the way normal people do? That was Oh, weird. yeah. They just were like tweeting each other's personal business at each other. Like each other's so inside weird. jokes. They were just tweeting at yeah, each other. Yeah, right. Like as like, if they were normal so people or something. Well, the yeah. Glee class used to do that all the time. All the time, yeah. The Glee it class just so laid it out on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Nobody was doing it like them. Except for Julian Hoff, who's Taylor Swift's ass right now. She, I think, well, I think Taylor, I think, t- and then Taylor tweets, there's nothing quite like singing along in the car to at Lady Gaga paparazzi while actually being chased by paparazzi. And... Um, Julianne tweets, haha, that's awesome. Say hello. We're going to go eat after the MJ premiere if you want to come. Th- they're just like inviting each other to stuff. Yeah, it's, so funny. it's like, yeah, girls, Twitter. DMs exist. Like, texts right. exist. Like, calm down, you know? And Liz and Taylor are perform together on Dancing with the Stars that night. Now, Taylor's done Dancing with the Stars a bunch of times. Um, so that's kind of interesting because Julianne is on Dancing with the Stars. She, I think she's a judge now, but right after this, the famous Rumi's SNL skit airs, and it just, you know, that's what started all the Gayla rumors. I mean, not not explicitly or specifically, but like the first time people on the internet were like, wait, Taylor Swift gay was because of this sketch where she's all over the roommate, you know, and, and mm-hmm. the roommate's like more into her than her own boyfriend. And, you know, we talked about this extensively in the Taylor's episode because this is in the smack dab in the middle of the Taylor's timeline. Um, of course, I love Taylor's. I would never say that they didn't possibly hook up at some point or something, but I, I don't think Taylor's was like monogamous girlfriends. I don't think Liz is the muse for a ton of music, so it's possible. I honestly think Liz is straight. I'm sorry. I just feel it from her. She could be bi curious or something, but like, yeah, she just dates yeah, men sure. and. Like, you know, um, but the roomy sketch is interesting. And I think it's funny that Taylor was like, yeah, let's do a sketch about how into girls I am. Right. And some things we've heard about Taylor during this era was it's perhaps this is on the T series on the Patreon, but like perhaps she was going through kind of a defiant phase and sort of wanting to not necessarily come out, but like. I mean, the rumor is she brought a girlfriend to the set of a project and it could have been Julianne. Like, I just feel like she was kind of rebelling at this point in time. So I think it's funny that this SNL skit comes out when it does because it's in the middle of Huffler and when I think Taylor's kind of having a rebellious period, you know? Mm -hmm. So in November of 2009... This is just a couple weeks have passed and Taylor performs at the CMT awards and she wins an award and Julian congratulates her with it with a tweet. And she says, it was my girl Taylor Swift's night tonight, as well as lady a so happy for everyone. Can't even imagine. I don't know what else she said. Now the secret message for the story of us is the CMT awards. So there's a Taylor's theory here, but perhaps Julianne 
there's maybe there's a connection there. The next day, they have a movie night. She tweets at Taylor Swift, popcorn, sour patch, patch, watermelons, amazing movie, pumpkin gnocchi. What a great night. Had a blast, girly. And a few days later, Taylor leaves for the Fearless Tour, and Julianne tweets at her to have fun. She says, say hello to my second home. Have fun, girl. Julianne loves a old-school smiley face. Just the colon and the parentheses. Yeah, but this is like 2009, right? That was like pretty normal I mean, back I then. guess, but she was doing it all the time. I guess everybody was, because here's Liz yeah. Hewitt doing. We didn't have emojis yet, I don't think. Or they were like just starting. Yeah. So on December 24th, this is some like dumb girlfriend shit. I mean, I feel like, I mean, the rumor we heard is that not that they were girlfriends. So let me take that back. But they are spending Christmas Eve together. They are in a Walmart and a fan takes a picture with them. And then Taylor spends New Year's Eve going to the spa with Julianne. She goes to the spa with Julianne and then they go to dinner with Haley Williams and goes to her and Taylor goes to her brother's New Year's Eve father party and julianne tweets great day at the spa with my girls lily and taylor swift purple red pink now to the studio with mr huff wahoo and then january 27th 2010 taylor and julianne are at the same cancer charity event together and they look cozy and comfy not like any some complicated breakup has happened and this is the last time we see them together now after this Taylor goes to Australia and I think tweets about being single like a lot. Taylor starts talking about being single a lot uh, on tour. She says, Tokyo was my Valentine. Uh, she posts a picture of flowers and says Tokyo is her Valentine. They, she does a vlog on February 28th and she whines about being single and she tells Liz happy Valentine's Day. So like Taylor starts whining and considering herself single right after this last you know january outing we see with julianne now there's not a lot here but the information we got which again is gone into more detail on the patreon but it's basically they were hooking up so i don't know that there is gonna be any more extensive like timeline work julianne continues to tweet taylor like every other year or so for a while she even in 2017 when came out um whatever the first single was she tweeted about she was like, she's always had something nice to say about her. So, like, I don't think there is some real dramatic, complicated breakup. But knowing how gays can be, I still think there's music about it. Um, I have a few theories. The first song I want to talk about is Ours, because Ours is such a gay song. I want to say a quote that Taylor said about the song. This is the little speech she gives before she says it. She says, it's a song I wrote about someone that I really liked at the time. And um, what's kind of happened with my life, which um, has been interesting, is there are like a lot of opinions about who you about who you fall in love with, which happens in everybody's life. You know, you fall in love with someone and all of a sudden your friends are chiming in. And in my case, it's like uh, it's like and she puts this funny voice on and she says they don't look cute together. He's got tattoos tattoos he's too tall for her he's too short for her he's too young for her he's too old for her because i think that when two people fall in love it should be because i think that when two people fall in love it should just be about those two people and when i was dating someone that people didn't think i should have been dating and then she says because i shouldn't have been dating him 
Anyway, back to the story. When I was dating a guy that people didn't have too much of a good opinion about, I wrote the song to let him know I didn't care what anyone else thought, and it's called ours. And she's trying to make people think it's about John Mayer because the whole I shouldn't be dating him. But she didn't date John Mayer, in my opinion. So who is the song about, right? Now, the lyrics, of course, don't you worry your pretty little mind. I know, I know, gorgeous could be about a guy, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But when you say some of these words line up better for a girl, and I think when you say your pretty little mind, I would never say that to a guy, but I would absolutely say that to a girl. Don't you think? I I wouldn't say that about John Mayer, that's for sure. Yeah, that too. Yeah, I mean, your pretty little mind, I don't think I would say that in general, because it sounds honestly like a guy talking to a girl. Right. It also says people throw rocks at things that shine and life makes love look hard. The stakes are high. The water's rough. But this love is ours. That's fucking gay, dude. People throw rocks at things that shine. Like, who's throwing rocks? I mean, when when was the last time I saw Taylor Swift getting rocks thrown at her? She was in the middle of a gay pride parade in a trailer park. You know? (laughs) Nobody Mm -hmm. throws rocks at John Mayer and Taylor Swift. Nobody throws rocks at Taylor Lautner and Taylor Swift. Okay, well, you know, John deserves it. But she yeah. is trying to paint it about him. She's talking about the gap between his teeth and his tattoos. That's John. But she didn't fucking date him, in my opinion. I mean, we don't know what happened, but I just... Yeah. The stakes are high? Like, what? What is? what are the stakes high about... I mean, we have said this ad nauseum on the pod, but I mean, it just bears repeating. Like, what are the stakes high about? What is so dangerous? About all this love, Taylor. Yeah, especially back then. She wasn't like over the top famous yet. Like, I kind of get it now. Like, obviously, yeah, actually, it be like sort of secret and private because like people are so, you know, she's stalkers. She has right. so many like the public eye on her. But like back then, you know, not quite as much. I mean, still somewhat sure, but like. All right. I mean, this is 2010. You know, there's just, yeah. it's not the same thing. Yeah, she was, like, normal-level famous, like. And then, of course, we we would be remiss if we didn't mention Diana wanted to sing Ars on Glee. That just proves it's a gay she song, did. I think. Um, yeah. So, the next song I think there is some potential for is Haunted. You know, I don't think we've talked about Haunted enough, but you have lines like, you and I walk a fragile line. I have known it all this time. To me, that is some reputation, doomed relationship, doomed from the start, don't read the last page shit. Mm-hmm. Now, I know we're saying Huffler wasn't serious, whatever it was, but Taylor's a drama gay, and I do think would write some dramatic ass I mean, I have written some songs about... <laughs> Girls that I never hooked up with, like nothing ever happened with, but I just got in my head about it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. She also says, I thought I had you figured out. Now, what's interesting is supposedly Julianne was cheating on her boyfriend at the time. So if Taylor's oh, yeah. like, I thought I had you figured out, it might have been like, I thought you were going to break up with him, but now you're going to like, and but you're not. Or I thought we had an understanding and now we don't and you're with him still or something like that. Taylor also says the the lyric, something's gone terribly wrong, which to me is just like, what's gone so terribly wrong? Like, that's just gay misery and anxiety. And then, of course, you have lines like, he will try and take away my pain and he 
just might make me smile, but the whole time I'm wishing he was you instead. What is that Katy Perry song you're always going on about? Oh, the best song she's ever done. It's called Thinking of You. It was like the I mean, song never really over, by the way, is her best song. But um I mean, you're not wrong. But like that song is like it was so good. Like I remember just being like a little kid, like being like, oh my god, this is the greatest. Like this is so good. This is so relatable. Right. So. so all this, he will try this and he will try that, but I'm just going to be thinking about you. That is so like, <sighs> I mean, I know like Taylor could be singing to a guy or a girl and some other he, but come on. That is, that is thinking of you, Katy Perry gayness. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I want to note is during the speak now tour, Taylor dramatic ass bitch as she is, is ringing that giant bell. Have you seen, you know what I'm talking about with the haunted performance? Yeah. At the top, she is ringing this bell. And I thought maybe there's some symbolism behind the bell. And what's interesting is in Christianity, the bell is said to represent the voice of God. And so I do see that as kind of fitting as like the relationships ending, this queer relationships ending and Taylor's haunted by it. And the bell is at the top. And then also bells represent some other shit that I'm going to read. Bells can also symbolize um, beginnings and endings, calls to order, or even commands or a warning. So I think the bells, guys, I think as like Wolowas or whatever queer people, we need to like take the bells. I think the bells should be ours. This sort of moody, dreadful, gothic symbol that Taylor is throwing in and haunted. I don't know. It just feels kind of gay to me. So there's also Back to December, which to me ties in to Julianne the best because she ties it very explicitly to Taylor Lautner and he even said it was about him and I you know again we've said don't think it was but back to December tells the story of like eh too bad we broke up like too bad we're not a thing anymore but man eh, we're kind of okay too because maybe it was never that serious like sorry if I hurt you but we're probs okay right um like how's your life how's your family we make small talk work in the weather it's just it's like very you know, it's not, the stakes are not so high as they were in ours. The water is not so rough. The water is not so rough. <laughs> but Taylor rarely apologizes, but she does in Back to December, which the last time we saw them hanging out, like, socially, because the cancer benefit they went to in January, they didn't go to together. The last time we saw them hanging out socially was December. And she says, I go back to December, turn around and make it all right. I go back to December all the time. Now, it says stuff like, you gave me all your love and all I gave you was bye. And I think that could be sort of dramatized. But I do think, I think Back to December might be our best chance at a song for Julian. And it does seem to sort of tie out, like, they seem to stop hanging out in December. Story of Us is another one. We already kind of mentioned this. But the liner note is CMT Awards, and we know Julian was at those CMT Awards. And we met and the sparks flew instantly. Um, We know that Taylor sort of sometimes crashes into things with a girl. That's the story she tells Diana as well. Didn't they tell us don't rush into things? And the interesting thing, this is a point Sim made on like the Taylor's episode, which is like all these songs about we're fighting with each other and all of our friends are just standing around. That starts to happen. And when two girls date that are in the same peer group, that might be more likely to happen. Like if she's fighting with Joe Jonas, he can just fuck off with his brothers. You know what I mean? 
But if she's mm-hmm. fighting with Julianne and they share like Kelly Pickler's there and like Liz is around and like all their melded together as beer groups, then maybe that's an issue. The song Battle or Let's Go, which was written in 2010 or 2011, and I guess we're not getting on red. I guess that is a now reject. And we might get it on the re-records. Has the same issue. It says first shots fired, everybody's gathered round. And of course, the story of us says, I'm standing alone in a crowded room and we're not speaking. So like everybody's around them. They're sort of fighting in public. And that just kind of gives me gay girl vibes. Yeah. And then Last Kiss is supposed to be about Joe Jonas. But the line, I'm not much for dancing, but I did. Julianne is a dancer. And I'll say the same thing about Holy Ground. All this, you know, I go back and I wish I could dance with you again. I'm not saying for sure. I think those songs probably line up to Joe. Like if she. They probably do. Like Joe's not somebody I fight with. Joe Jonas is not somebody somebody I deny happened. But Julianne was a dancer, so maybe some of these dancing references come back to her. Another interesting thing I'll point out is that Julianne's birthday is July 20th, and the poster in the man music video, uh, she had a fake movie coming out. The date on it was July 20th. And it says Mother Nature doesn't stand a chance. And there's a man on it. And of course, you know, it's probably just a coincidence or maybe Taylor had something planned for July 20th. And then, you know, of course, it also could be July 2020. We don't know if it's July 20th or the year 2020. And then literally COVID came and there was a disaster. But it's like man versus disaster is the movie title. And who knows what that means. But Julianne's birthday is in there. And if we think Julianne came out in the in the lover summer to like, be able to kind of give credence to Taylor's potential coming out. Go listen to the Lover Timeline episode and the the first episode of the T-Series on Patreon to hear more about why we think she was going to come out during the Lover era. Um, maybe that's like a little Easter egg. Probably not. Probably just coincidence. But I just thought I would note it. Sparks Fly was also released two days before Julianne's birthday as a single, but I think that song's really related to her. Julianne has a whole bunch of other fruity nonsense going on with the Vampire Diaries' Nina Dobrev. And I feel like they have something going on. I don't know exactly what, but they're always spending Christmas together. And and they're always like, that's just their best friends. Like Nina was in the hospital and Julianne was just there up her ass. And they also have a wine company together, which in the original like rough drafts for this episode, we were going to get their wine and try it. And maybe we'll have to do that some other time. But now I'm like trying to record stuff before I leave on my hiking trip. And so we're all like off schedule and jumbled, but we'll let you guys know. We'll do a review. The Julian Nina, I think, is the ship name I gave them uh, wine at some point. But, you know, there's not a there's not like a Wonderland or a Babe music video or even a KaylorEvidence.org or a Tilly, you know, golden tattoo moment for Huffler. But given Julianne's queerness, given what we've heard behind the scenes given how up each other's asses they were and the Katie party gay paint party. Yeah, man. I just, Huffler's great. I think it was just a little fling. I do think it happened. And I think it's the most realistic gayler ship given everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny. I mean, there's probably like, what could be so many people that we don't know about because, you know, like who really knows who Taylor Swift's hooking up with, right? So. Right kind of crazy when people act like they know for sure yeah but um i used to kind of doubt julia and huff just because there isn't a lot of content we did not see them a ton but 
after having done this for, you know, a little over a year and getting a better feel of like what actually happens in the industry when people want to hide things, I think that would be by design. Um, their publicists are not calling the paps on them when they're having a date night because they are closeted. So they're tweeting at each other and stuff, but it's all innocent enough. And now that I have a better understanding of like how closeted celebs in a lot of cases act, that makes sense to me. Of course, they weren't spotted out together all the time. Um, and of course, they weren't all over each other too much. Mm -hmm. So I am a Huffler believer, and I actually believe in Huffler more than any other ship, including Swiftcron. Now, Swiftcron has a lot more fun clues and coincidences and secret signals. But Hufflers, there's just good information on, in my opinion. And it works for me. Yeah, I mean, I could see it. I think it makes sense. You I mean, know, having Julianne be not? out is pretty big, yeah. right? It's, mm -hmm. She is queer. So. Most girlies can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> Some of our faves cannot relate to that, but <laughs> Julianne did come out. And for me, that's enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I believe it. I mean, for, I, obviously not like... I wouldn't go to war and die for it, but like, I think it's a good possibility. And yeah, I think there's not really any, you know, it's not like out here being like, they were in a monogamous long term relationship. It's like, no. oh, they probably had his hooking up. And I'm like, yeah, they probably did. <laughs> right. But if you want more details on that information, we heard Huffler Tea Party on Patreon. And if you want to support the show or hear any of the behind the scenes tea that we've been sharing, Head on over to what I will say on Patreon for just a single dollar a month. You can access, I think, six billion hours of content at this point. Yeah. Yeah. And right. uh, you can come find me on Tumblr at what I will say. And you can follow Kara at that skeptical glitch. Kara, unless listener poll, should Kara change her Tumblr oh, yeah, URL? Yeah. Should Kara change her Tumblr URL to debunking what I will say? Because I yeah, think that would I be fun. The like aunties would like totally follow me and then be like, oh wait. <laughs> oh wait, she's just a stan. <laughs> oh wait, she uh, helps run the podcast. <laughs> okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, all right. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, but I think it would be fun because then we'd be like reblogging each other. It would all yeah, be yeah, yeah. fun. And they'd be like, Oh, wait, let me unfollow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh but I feel like you should take like the profile picture and like turn it upside down and like draw an x through it or something Ooh, but, but yeah. it's not because you actually want to debunk it's just because that's the nature of our relationship exactly exactly that's what's so funny is like people want to debunk you and i'm like that's what i do that's my job <laughs> right <laughs> like, we literally as well as i can have this antagonistic relationship with each other oh, and yeah. that's it's yeah. not even about the debunking it's just personal <laughs> yeah <laughs> It's just cute that they think that they can say things that I wouldn't have already said about demonking things that you've come up with. Exactly. Exactly. It's offensive at this point. But, you know, let us know it if is. you think Kara should change her URL to debunking. Yeah. We'll say. With all that said, I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. And you know where to find me. And come tell me and let me know what do you think is the most likely Gaylor relationship to have? Because I think it's Huffler. Yeah. Please stay safe in 2021. Please go get fucking vaccinated. Be wearing your mask. Be um, putting your hand sanitizer on and all that good stuff. Delta is raging and it's a little concerning. And Gaslight Gatekeeper and Girlboss immediately. Right the fuck now. Yes. Bye, everybody. Bye.